everybody. I'm Jim Ford. And I'm Chad Bokelman. Don't mess with Texas. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. <laughs> and this is The Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 80. Oh, God. Let's, let's, uh, actually, can we call you the late Jim Ford? Because even though you're not dead, this is an hour and a half after we were supposed to start. Uh, we're just lucky that I was able to fix my computer. Yeah, oh, we're, luck but... we're lucky you figured out how to turn it off and then turn it back on again. <laughs> oh, if only it were that simple, Dan. Apparently we're lucky to have him in our presence. Uh... <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you recognize that. <laughs> God. Oh, uh, uh, we have two winners to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we brought Chad on. Yeah, Dan yeah, and Chad. I know this has never two. happened before. Well, yeah, it has. Pretend it's special, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he said two winners to talk to talk about today. So Dan and Chad, two winners. Oh, yay! We're number one. Yeah, <laughs> and. Two, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, we're talking. We're talking about the Larfleys Christmas special because you know we're timely, and <laughs> and uh, Green Lantern, Plastic Man, Weapons of Mass Deception. You know, because we're gluttons for punishment. Yeah, yeah. Well, we ran out. We caught up. We ran out of the good stuff. So, um, <laughs> all right, Chad, you're Mister Larfleys. You want to tell us what the hell happens in the Larfleys Christmas special? Sure. Why yeah, not? Yeah, Chad. Give us your Larflees report. Oh, I guess that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Open on Larflees, he's sleeping in his little uh, cabin, wake up on Christmas Day, and runs downstairs, uh, hoping that, uh, with Glomulus, by the way, uh, who, <laughs> and uh, he thinks they've been robbed because there are no presents under the tree, um, and then he sees that the cookies are still there, which he calls the Christmas barter. We turn. Then we uh, we see him getting frantic, trying to figure out why he didn't leave any presents. Then he sees Santa Claus and Air Bunnies on the TV. Am I allowed to use Air Bunnies, by the way? No, I'll allow it. <laughs> awesome. I won't charge royalties <laughs> this time. <laughs> uh, next thing you see, Larfleet's flying over the parade in like demonic orange constructs, sleigh and reindeer, chases uh, the fake Santa Claus or whatever into the uh, store uh, where he sees a little kid as he's demanding where Santa is and he tells him he's at the North Pole. So Larflees goes to the North Pole, gets pissed off even more, and starts melting the entire North Pole trying to find Santa Claus. Uh, that's when Hal shows up and breaks the news to Larflees that Santa doesn't exist. Spoilers for the kids out there. Um. Uh uh, they go back to Larflees' junkyard, and Hal says that the real thing, the real spirit of Christmas is is the feeling you get by giving. And he takes another look at the junk, the quote-unquote junkyard um, that Larflees has, and he sees that there's toys and everything's pretty, you know, nicely kept. And they go around the world giving giving stuff away, and then after everything's gone, Larflees still doesn't like Christmas spirit very much. Hal tells him to take a look at everything on his Christmas list and ask himself, ask himself if he really needs it at all. Uh, and then the next thing you see, Larfleet sitting in front of the fire, pouring over his list, and he gets down to the very last part, and it says in bold letters and underlined, my family. And then he curls up next to the fire with a sad face, and you want to cry. And that's the end of that story, and Dan can take the backup later. Yeah. So what would you guys think? As Chris, as holiday specials go, this is this is better than what we usually get, I think. Because <laughs> usually what we get from like DC and Marvel for the holidays is like, like uh, uh, I want to say like maybe a little thicker than this, an issue that's just kind of an anthology of like these short little kind of BS <laughs> stories about just whatever <clears throat> that. That there's like nothing to them and they're not even that enjoyable to read but this was <laughs> this actually had like a story in it well they like, they, they came out with that also this year oh yeah i know and i didn't get it because i'm like all right you know what i'm gonna bet i'm gonna bet on this horse instead yeah come on you you got to read a story where larflees gets pissed off at snow you you know your life is richer for having read that <laughs> yeah no it was it was a good issue um it, it was 
<laughs> I, I think a lot of it is just like, you know, kind of comic relief and, you know, just, uh, you know, he's doing things for the sake of, you know, getting laughs or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. It was a fun read. And, yeah. you know, it's like like Chad said, you know, it's like at the very end, it's got like that very poignant ending that, uh, you know, gives you insight and kind of makes you feel sorry for Laura Fleece as a character. Yeah. Did you read the rest of his list on that final panel? Yes. Yes. They put on like roast beast. Yes. Just for like the... <laughs> A break job with a question mark. Yeah. An ATV plus gas. <laughs> Peanut butter Peanut and bu- sardines. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see all the other uh, Easter eggs scattered throughout? There's. It's filled with references to the Flash. There's like action figures and shirts everywhere. Yeah. 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 Do you see the on the page where Larflees is jumping out of bed with Glomulus? Right between Glomulus's feet is a cheeseburger. <laughs> I think on that same page, like you can see the posters of uh, like Santa Claus in the background. Mm. I think one of them was drawn by Jim Lee, the claws. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I I vaguely remember seeing that on like a like a card, like a like a collectible card or something like that. Like those one of those like postcards or something they send out. Uh, no, like. Uh, like the wizard cards, where like you used to be able to get a like a holographic foil card with the wizard. Oh, cards. okay. Something like that. What do you think about the way Larflees is drawn? Oh God, the art in this thing. I did not like the art in this thing. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought I thought it was acceptable. Yeah. Whenever somebody says like, "Oh, it was acceptable," or "Oh, it was serviceable," it's like, it's like, just just take the extra inch and say you didn't like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. It's like you know, reading it, it's not. It doesn't look like Larflees the way that he's normally drawn. So, I mean, like, and considering that we've only seen Larflees drawn by, like, a handful of people, to see it drawn by somebody else for an entire issue, you know, drawn in this new way is kind of jarring. But, uh... Well, even when Hal Jordan shows up, he looks weird. You know, it's like, like, I don't know, he looks... He looks like a teenager. I, I, I didn't want to say younger, but he looks... He's too skinny, and yeah. it's all... I don't know. Yeah, no, that that is true. He definitely took years off of uh, Hal's life. Yeah. I like but, I like the way... I like the way Larflees looks, but, like, I've said it thousands of times, I just don't like the way he's drawn current in the, in the current series. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. He kind of... Some places he kind of <laughs> looks like Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> Like I like the constructs. I thought the constructs came up really great. Like the demonic reindeer, that was the most badass yeah, thing yeah. I've seen so far this year. Yeah, that was that was a pretty sick page. What about the demonic elves? Oh, that was funny. I like seeing the <laughs> demonic elves just run through, and he's like getting pissed off at Santa Claus for being this like elaborate mastermind with all these these dis- distractions in place to lead him off the wrong trail. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he lives at the North Pole. Which way is that? It's just like, know the next the next notes. panel was like north. It's like up that way. Uh, I was glad to see Glomulus get so much face time in this too. I like the maze where where uh, Larvelis <laughs> is headed towards the North Pole. Yeah, you know, the yeah, the abominable snowman from uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. The he, Bumble. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And- <laughs> He shows up at Superman's Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> and he's got Indiana Jones's uh, jacket and uh, pouch on the side. I yeah. thought that was awesome. <laughs> he had, yeah. goes to the South Pole at one point. <laughs> yeah, the activity pages in here were pretty, were like, they were well thought out. Yeah. And they like, they fit in with the story, too. Because like the, pa- uh, the first one, you know, he's checking the cookies. Yeah. He's like, the cookies are still here. And then you turn the page and it's a recipe for cookies. And then with that one, it's like, with the next one, he asks how, which way is the North Pole. You turn the page, and you have to figure out how to get to the North Pole through yeah. this maze. And the third one is what the hell was the page before? The that? ornament. Make your own ornament. Yeah, and it's like how does one attain Christmas spirit? And you turn the page. Well, hey, you can make your own Christmas ornament. <laughs> I love I, how it's like I want <laughs> glue on the I, tabs. No, it just demands it. <laughs> it demands glue. <laughs> 
I was just gonna give them credit because they actually they actually put that on a page opposite an ad instead of a story page, which I was like, oh, they're gonna drop the ball, but they didn't. Anybody actually try the recipe for cookies? No. I oh couldn't find I couldn't find an earth oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like at the bottom there it says makes approximately two dozen cookies or one serving. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> <clears throat> Do you guys like not even not even just with this, but in general with their relationship, if Hal Jordan were to like disappear or die or something, do you think Larflees would miss him? Because it seems like, because Larflees doesn't really have a supporting cast beyond the other leaders of the different cores, but he's has so much interaction with Hal Jordan. Like he doesn't even bother trying to kill him anymore. It's just like he accepts Hal Jordan's like a part of his life that comes and goes now. Maybe as close as he has to a friend. I think Glomulus is as close as he has to a friend. He, well, he's his slimer. You gotta keep him around. Yeah. I think I think he might, just with the nature of Avarice, I think he might be upset if Hal was gone, but more of a, my Green Lantern's gone. Where is he? <laughs> yes. yes, he was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I demand to give the eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks off with the casket. <laughs> <laughs> like like in, in uh the New York con when the <laughs> this guy dressed like Larflees, we put the picture up a bunch of times. He went to ask a question at a DC panel and you go up to the microphone and when he was done, he tried to take the microphone and mic stand with him. <laughs> Did you notice all the little things inside the tree? Yeah. There's like I... there's like a puppy tied to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there he is. Oh that's a real puppy. <laughs> Oh shoot! There's a speaking site. It's got everything, including the kitchen sink. How is that bowling ball staying there? <laughs> Toilet seat. Oh, Glomulus has a stocking. Yeah. I to did... the right of a chainsaw. Apparently. <laughs> there's the... also a bunch of there's also a bunch of figures in the tree. A Captain Marvel. There's a Batman. There's another Flash. I, I think, think there's that's... also. No, go ahead. I think there's also like the last one I think I saw was a Star Sapphire, but I'm not sure if it's like. Star Sapphire or Wonder Woman, it looks like it could almost be, like, Indigo 1, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. I don't know who that is. Next to the remote. Yeah, by the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I love how it's just, like, wrapped in toilet paper. There's somebody's mailbox. <laughs> it's great. There's a chainsaw. God. Is that a flat screen TV? <laughs> at the top. Where? At the very top. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, there you go, Jim. There's your Easter eggs. You love that. Stuff. I do. I definitely do. Uh, did you guys uh, on the cover? Um, if you look at the tree uh, on the regular cover, uh, on the tree, it's like you have the uh, the different core symbols, like in lights on the tree. Yeah, and every other light on the tree is orange. Yes. Glomulus is wearing a the reindeer horn that the Grinch gave his uh, little puppy. Max. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, can anybody tell me why Larflees is just firing an AK-47 into the air? <laughs> While drinking. <laughs> is that like, is, he, is that a reference to something? Or like, what? Because I've wondered about that ever since I saw this cover solicited for the first time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I figure it's got to be some kind of reference of some sort. Oh, look like, at that. On the cover and back of Larflees, it's Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I can recognize what everything is on this cover, but can someone tell me what that, I don't know, Purple. yeah, that blue corn on the cob looking thing is? I really don't know. I was hoping someone else did. Like, <clears throat> like are those, it looks like, like video game controllers at the very bottom of it, but I don't know, like, what the hell, I don't know. A grenade, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Like, is it like some sort of, like, gem or something oh. yeah i don't know what the corn is you if you know let us know lanterncast at gmail.com there you go <laughs> um okay so backup story backup Hi. backup story the backup story that perplexed jim somehow <laughs> it's been it's it's titled where did glomulus go which you know once larflees 
heads to the North Pole and Hal Jordan shows up, all of a sudden Glomulus just stops being in the story. He was there every page up until then. So this is like, well, where'd he go? And it's basically, it's, it's just, it's Glomulus going around to the, to the home world of all the other cores and just collecting stuff. You know, he gets some, uh, some butterscotch from Sinestro, which, you know, we'll keep a mental note of that. He doesn't like butterscotch. It could come in handy later. Uh, he goes to Odom, steals some birds, atrocities, vomits up a fruitcake. <laughs> and then, uh, what does he, I, he steals love from the Star Sapphires or something? I don't know what the hell that was. And he, I I think he grabs a CD from the Indigo Tribe and he just, he gives Larflees all that stuff as Christmas presents. Because, you know, Larflees just gave away all of his junk. So now, you know, Clomulus is... It's saying, hey, Merry Christmas. Here's some stuff. It's a CD of the Indigo Girls. <laughs> Is that, are they a real music yes. group? <laughs> yeah, well, they spell it here, G-U-R-L-Z, but the Indigo Girls are, is definitely a, a band. That's Why do you that... know this? Why do I know that? Yes. It's a very popular band. It's, it's two yeah. two women. That's, that's, be- that's why, uh, two-thirds of the people in this room right now have never heard of them, because they're very popular. <laughs> can can someone please tell me why Lois is a member of the Star Sapphires? Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. Jim's like, where does it say that? I didn't read it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is this is by Art Balthazar and Franco. I think his first name's James. I don't know. But yeah, this, if you've read Tiny Titans, this is the creative team, and this—it's just like a nice little two-page. What you think his first name is James? James Franco is the actor from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Cool. I made that connection. Uh, no, <laughs> this is just by Franco. Wait, 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 wait. Who did he play? Who did he? Who, who did he play in Spider-Man? His his friend. Whose friend? Spider-Man's friend, you know, the, the Green Goblin's son. Harry Osborn? Yeah. Oh. Alright, I did <laughs> I not know his, that. His name is James. <laughs> uh, Aren't you the one who always riffs on the Spider-Man movies? Well, at least uh, Tobey Maguire. Me? Yeah, you and your little podcast buddies. Oh, no, that's Rob. He hates okay. Tobey Maguire. Okay. I hate Spider-Man 3. But yeah, if you like Tiny Titans, you'll like this. The guy from Spider-Man helped make it. There you go. <laughs> or I just, Captain I... Underpants. What? Nobody remembers Captain Underpants? What's he talking Holy... about? Oh my god. <laughs> In the bag of stuff that Glomulus got yes. is a picture of Dan DiDio and a copy of Tiny Tiny Titans number one. <laughs> it's awesome. Also, also hey, a Larflees action figure. Yeah. <laughs> and a free plastic ring. And a cheese log. There's, there's some green glowing thing. I think that's like, it's either kryptonite or one of those crystals from the movie. And a Larflee's action figure. Yeah, Chad just totally said that. No, I was paying attention. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I love, the, I love the Blue Lantern thing. Like their dialogue, they're they're just totally like just cool with everything. They're like. I'm hoping for good weather. I hope so too. It's like he just took our blue boat, our bluebird of hopefulness. I hope he treats it well. I hope so too. Oh, man. <laughs> like, how do they ever get anything done? But no, this is a lot of fun. This is. I mean, did 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 Trosses vomit out that cake? Vomit on that cake? Or did he just pull it out of his pocket or something? I prefer to think he vomited it out. Yeah. <laughs> Fruit. <laughs> Fruitcake can withstand anything, including blood rage. Yeah, he says like motion motion sickness, you know, from space travel and such. Have some fruitcake. So, did, what is what does everybody think of the uh, little Happy Holidays Evan Hayes page at the very end? It's good. <laughs> it looks to me like it was smaller, but they blew it up to fill the page because it doesn't look quite right. Actually, to me, it looks like it should have been like a fold-out, like there should be more to it. No, it, it kind of looks like to me that uh, he probably drew a picture of Jon Stewart, uh, Hal Jordan, and uh, Guy Gardner. And uh, they said, oh, we need a, a holiday image. 
So somebody draw like a, a quick Larflees in there, and we'll have some, some present images, and we'll make, make it a full page. Yeah, it looks too big. So, that's the, that's the Larflees Christmas special, everybody. You know, like, Fair. the one thing that I have to say before anything else, this came out the Wednesday before Christmas. So, I mean, yeah, so, like, basically, if you wanted to read this in a timely fashion before the holiday, like, you had to get to the, the store, like, you know, within, like, the, the three mm-hmm. days before Christmas. Yeah. I don't get that. Like, the other one, the other Christmas special was out, like, a couple of weeks before Christmas. Poor planning. Maybe they didn't want to put two out on the same day, or... Anyway. But then, but then I didn't get until, like, January anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. All right, so next, Jim, do you want to take us through? <laughs> <laughs> hey, notice how we worked that? I covered the main part of the Larfly special. Dan covered the rest. It's your turn now. Yeah, this yeah. episode was my idea, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm going to cover this just because I want to get through it as fast as possible. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? Oh, snap, son. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Green Lantern and Plastic Man, Weapons of Mass Deception. Um, okay, this is going to be difficult to hold my opinion until the end, but I will. Um, well, let's, let's say first, just to, just to put everything in context, it was written by Marv Wolfman, Brent Anderson drew it, and let's say, uh, Hi-Fi Colors did the, uh, colors. I don't see he's an inker. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, Plastic Man comes to Hal Jordan says, uh, I need your help with uh, uh, some sort of alien menace. I, I can't take them on my own. I need your help. And Hal Jordan, he's just like, you know, oh, Plastic Man, you're a dope. I hate you. I don't want to help you. <laughs> and he's like, no, please, come on, you gotta. It's like, oh, fine, I'm going to regret this, though. And miraculously, it turns out that the villains that Plastic Man was going after were the same people that Hal Jordan was going to be checking out, you know, that Plastic Man stopped him from going to go see. So that was that was a great little coincidence. And <laughs> uh and so they go undercover under to like mobster crime scenes to try and get hired by these alien bad guys <laughs> that are stealing shit. And uh it turns out they're alien ducks and they have some sort of stupid plan to destroy the Earth because it has most of the superheroes in the universe. Plastic Man makes a bunch of jokes and he's an idiot and Hal Jordan is like a stuffy dick and the story is complete shit and they save the day and Hal Jordan has a newfound respect for Plastic Man because he was able to do things that Hal Jordan couldn't do even though the whole thing was completely ass-backwards and fuck-tarded. So now that you've given the synopsis, what do you think of it? (laughs) (laughs) This this was... um, I would say this is probably on par, like, with uh, with the... If you say... say... I'm not going to say it, because we don't say its name here. Chad can say it. I refuse. <laughs> okay, this is about... It's on par with the Nazi Elseworlds issue. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, that... Yeah, actually, that was worse. No, this is on par with that that book that runs with Schmoschmatterl Schmamage. <laughs> God. Oh, God. This was, this was horrible. This was just absolute crap. You know, Marv Wolfman, I don't know, he, he's done some, some cool things in the past, but... The most recent thing that I know him from was, I think he was the one that wrote the uh, the first storyline in the DC team-up book. DC the sh- the Showcase Presents. I, um, what's, what's the one that JMS was writing that was amazing? Bra- Brave and the Bold? That's it, yeah, Brave and the Bold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he the- was on it for like the first 12 issues or so. Yeah, and like I, I picked up the first six issues of that series... And, like, it was so, like, mind-numbingly bizarre, and just, it didn't go anywhere. And it was just like, oh my god, this is just pointless. And now here he is with this, which is just like, this is like a file cabinet story. This is like something that he thought, oh, this will be interesting, and he wrote it. 
and DC was like, oh yeah, Green Lantern's popular right now. We can sell anything that has Green Lantern in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they put this turd out. <laughs> this is horrible. I, I agree with you about the file cabinet thing. Although, for his Brave and the Bold first arc, I read that in trade, and if you read it just in one shot, it'll read better. Because <laughs> I finished it, and I was like, huh. That was, pretty, that was pretty good. I didn't love it, but I didn't cu- walk away with a negative feeling about it, and it was better than mediocre. So I, I put it as like, like it's 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 like a B minus. I, I mean, I I definitely give it a higher rating because I did enjoy the art. With George Perez, I mean, come on. Yeah, the the art was fantastic. Um, well, well, speaking of which, what, what, let's talk about the art in this. Woo. Yeah, Chad, why don't you talk about the art in this? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know much about art. I mean, Dan, I know you. You you're into all that stuff, and Jim, you've been reading comics longer than I have. So, as far as giving a a decent synopsis, it it, it felt for a space story with Green Lantern and Plastic Man, <laughs> it felt like dark. Like the lines were really dark. The the coloring was really dark. I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but it just no, it does. And, and and I I gotta throw this out there while I'm looking at the page. Speaking of fuck tarted, apparently <laughs> Hal Hal has no idea that uh you know he'll just go in wearing a suit and a hat and his domino mask and everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody noticed him. He was he was like waving his glowing green ring around a lot of the time. Nobody even looked at him. Yeah. Like I and I, I half thought to myself, you know, maybe that's why they waited to put this out now for a movie tie-in, not with Green Lantern, but with Green Hornet, because he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if I if I was doing a synopsis of this thing, I'd be like, and then Seth Rogen, I mean Hal Jordan. <laughs> oh God. God the, the, visually, like there's certain things I think were kind of cool, like early on when they're in the watchtower and. Plastic Man is running ahead. He's like, his his leg is stretched out and it's completely flat and it's twisty. Like stuff like that looks kind of cool. I don't know. It's it's very. I forget who I would compare this to, but <clears throat> but it's it's very like, it's heavily inked and it's messily inked, and the the computer coloring on top of it is very computer coloring. <laughs> you know, like it's. It's like it's like what Chad said, except like when they're out in space, it's it tries to almost be too bright in parts, so it just looks like it looks like this weird muddy kind of mix. I can't think of a words right now. I mean, okay, if I don't like the artist, that's one thing because I'm pretty sure I've read stuff by this guy that I haven't liked before. But Marv Wolfman, you know, I expect better out of him because he's a he's a good writer. But there's stuff in here like. Like there, I'll get to the end of one page, turn the page, and then have to like go see like the pages stick together or something. Is this really like the very next page here? Because like it just jumps out of nowhere to something different. Like yeah, like uh, like uh, all right. Once the you get the reveal of the duck people, you know, around where Chad stopped reading, <laughs> you, you get like you get like like okay, there's. They're torturing Plastic Man, and there's this fly that lands on the machine. And yeah. you get a close-up, it's like, and it's got it's green, it's got a Green Lantern emblem on it, and I'm like, well, hey, is that, is that, it doesn't look like a construct, is that buzzed? Because, yeah. like, like you said, it's a file cabinet story, it could have been written when he was alive, you know? Back when, back when Marvel was still actually writing Brave and the Bold, because this would very easily be a Brave and the Bold story. And then, the next page, you see that fly, you know, fly up the plastic man and it's talking to him. They're like, oh, maybe it is buzzed. <clears throat> very, very, very next page. Plastic man is out of the machine. Hal Jordan's just standing there as Hal Jordan like nothing happened. There's no fly. There's no trace of the machine. We don't know what, what like, what the hell? What happened? Like, sh- there should have been like two or three panels in between these. Like, what? Why was there a fly? Yeah. Was, ha- was Hal Jordan... Did he transform himself into a fly? What what happened here? <laughs> yes. I, I thought that same exact thing. And then I realized, like, oh, it must have been a construct. And he was hiding somewhere. 
No, I don't think he was even hiding. I think he was standing next to that chair the entire time. And just like with his trench coat disguise, nobody looked at him. Just <laughs> nobody looked over there. They just went about their business. God. The other thing was, uh, like, the first time that Hal, like, dies in space. And it's like, you know, I, <laughs> the, there's the no way time. my ring will be able to create a barrier large enough to stop all of these plasma blasts. I... <laughs> But I'm gonna go right. To, you know, I'm gonna fly directly into it anyway. Yeah, and and that's important that you say too. The first time he dies in space, <laughs> <laughs> it happens to him like three times in this issue. <laughs> and now, now someone has to explain this to me, okay? So Hal Jordan's dead in space. Plastic Man's in a bubble. Hal's floating away from him, and he's unconscious. Whatever. All right. So Plastic Man needs to. He needs to get to Hal Jordan, right? He needs to get there to wake him up and survive, right? Okay, so I'm looking at the page. And Plastic Man, you know, he hits some kind of release on his suit. So he exits his suit. He, he, he puffed up really big so he can hold as much air as possible. That's smart. That, that's fine. I like that. It's funny to look at, too. Extra points. Fine. He propels himself through the vacuum of space... In the opposite direction, away <laughs> from Hal Jordan. And then, as he's... Cur- you okay, Chad? Yeah, I'm fine. And then, as he's careening through the universe, he stretches one finger back the distance he le- he came from to tap Hal Jordan on the ring and hope something good happens. Why didn't he go in the direction of Hal Jordan? Because they wanted the visual of his finger tapping the ring? I don't know. And yeah, and tapping the ring wakes Hal up. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, somebody's tapping my ring. Whoa, what, what happened? That brought me back to life. All of a sudden, Plastic Man's back in his spacesuit. Yeah, I didn't know if that was a Construct spacesuit or not, except the next page, he's like shooting finger blasts from like the thing again, so it's, it's gotta be the regular spacesuit. Yeah, I- why, why would he need a regular spacesuit if Green Lantern could just create one? I don't know. It's, he doesn't even need oxygen. He He's survived on the bottom of the ocean in, like, like a billion pieces for 10,000 years in a Justice League story. Like, he doesn't need... He, yeah. he would be fine in space. He'd probably be cold, but he would be fine. Yeah, the, the page after that, where Hal Jordan takes on the Armada... Yeah. Like... That that's so confusing. And I'm like I'm like reading this, and I don't know. It's like a two page. It's like a double page spread. But not really. But not really. It's a, it's a it's a two page spread at the top of the page, and then it just kind of dissolves into not being a two page spread. Yeah, it becomes two that? separate pages again. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, at least the ducks are okay. Ugh. What do you what do you think of the many faces of Hal Jordan? He like on the very first page, I don't know why, but it kind of reminds me of like Adam West for some reason. Like I old can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I think page one is probably the best single page of art in this entire thing. Because like Hal Jordan has like a very classic superhero like swagger to him. And then on the very next page, he looks like Robin. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he looks like he's twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the page where he's the the page after that page three when he's looking up at the video monitors he has that like like disapproving parent look to him <laughs> like like he's sitting there like he should have a phone to his ear talking to the principal of his school and like what did he do <laughs> yeah well how about the uh the page where plastic man is like trying to morph his face into different different like looks to disguise himself yeah. Do you recognize any of those? Is that the Joker? I think that's the Joker. Is the last one Dracula? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, the last one kind of... Well, it's Dracula because you could tell from the fangs. Oh, and the Joker you could kind of tell from the smile. And the rest, I don't have any idea. I, I mean, the second to last one kind of looks like Scarlett Johansson, a little. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just chalk it up to really bad art. I like how Classic Man's all like, like, you know, I'm, I'll am i go in, I'll gather intel, you know, I'm FBI trained, don't worry, I got this. So he walks into the 
into the place and he just basically goes up to a room full of like the mob and says hey guys i'm new in town want to do some crime what are we what do we got going on <laughs> and his ear is just like floating all over the place yeah well, i bought that just because there's so much crap on the floor yeah but then like when they step when he steps on his ear like like really plastic man has never had any part of his body stepped on when he was super flat or whatever <laughs> like why would that even hurt him really i mean god it's like don't worry we gotta stay undercover this is really important and then he starts freaking out about his ear like being all over the place like yeah that's not gonna raise suspicions yeah and that's another thing if they didn't see green lantern was there if they if they didn't know he was there just for having eyes Plastic Man screams, Green Lantern, help me! Like, eight <laughs> times! <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, at, so- at some point, they had to re-subdue him, because he started screaming it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, this was such crap. This is, it's fun to talk about, though. I mean, come on. Oh, God. And, he, and then he pulls a Superman movie. I forget which movie. And he throws the nuclear bombs into the sun. Yeah. Or how about how about right then when Hal's having his like big revelation about Plastic Man? He's like, Plastic Man's no fool. He's he's you know, pl- being Plastic Man is his outlet because he can never afford to break cover when he's undercover. So, so <laughs> you know, this is and 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 I kind of like that justification for him being a goofball. You know, he has to be so serious to work with the feds and to be to sell his undercover stuff. So when he's plastic man, he just goes balls to the wall weird just so he can have an outlet for his, that other side of himself. But while Hal's giving him this ring endorsement, plastic man slithers onto a door, sees a red button and pushes it to see what would happen. And thank (laughs) God something good happened. (laughs) What do you think about the fact that the villains are ducks? Like why? Comedy relief. Uh, Howard the Duck kind of fits this story, doesn't it? <laughs> but co- comedy relief—it's a issue with Green Lantern and Plastic Man, who's known for comedy relief. Yeah, yeah but they—they they weren't funny though, so they needed some ducks. <laughs> like it didn't even matter that they were ducks, you know? It's like, it, I mean, th- their plan was generic enough that anyone could have. I mean, it was a good idea. It makes you wonder why more, more bad guys and aliens out there don't just say, you know what, we should really destroy the Earth. That's where all of these people are. We should just get rid of that. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, it's almost like they they realize at the end, you know what, this story isn't funny. Let's, let's, let's uh, Photoshop over those aliens we have and just put ducks in. And we'll make them quack. It'll be great. Like, there was one or two Plastic Man jokes in here that I thought were pretty okay. And it was always stuff where it wasn't the focus. It was like, like Hal Jordan's talking to somebody else in the foreground about something important, and in the background there's just Plastic Man doing something, and he's like muttering something to himself. Like when the um, when uh, he's in the suit for the first time, and they're not in space yet. I don't know where it is, but he makes some little crack about how like I've always wanted to be nuclear powered or something like that. It was just funny to me. I thought it was odd how the the good guy ducks, the duck police. We're like, oh, we must find Green Lantern and his friend. We need them now more than ever. I'm reading this. I'm going, they have done nothing but screw up this for you. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing, and like to kick it all off, the thing that really confused me was like the whole reason that Plastic Man went to Green Lantern. It's like the nuclear, uh, he says it really fast. So apparently when you say something really fast, that means there's no spaces. <laughs> between yeah. words, but yeah, I've nu- seen that before. That's that's fine. The nuclear reactor was broken into, and rods were stolen. Okay, so so rods were stolen from the nuclear <laughs> reactor, and then he says we have to retrieve the rods before the reactor melts down. Well, if they stole the control rods, then yes, you would need to retrieve the control rods, <laughs> or else the the nuclear material would not be controlled. It would just melt down. But they obviously stole the radioactive material here because they wanted to destroy the Earth. So if you steal the radioactive material and all you're left with is control rods, then 
what the hell do you have to retrieve the rods for before, you know, so, so that there's a meltdown? Yeah, and if you needed them, Hal Jordan threw them into the sun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine, like, being, like, the guy that ran that power plant? It's like, oh, yes, Green Lantern's on the job now. <laughs> we don't have to worry. And, like, <laughs> two days later, it's like, oh, you <laughs> threw them into the sun. <laughs> well, it looks like Coast City's going to be destroyed again. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Al Jordan. <laughs> it's like, can we put in, like, a, a request to just get Jon Stewart to move here? Because, you know, we might have better luck. Just saying. Just saying. I'd, I'd love to, be, to see that guy try and explain it to his boss. Like... Like where did where did this where did this piece of our insanely expensive and dangerous facility go? <laughs> um, green some ducks took it, and then Green Lantern threw it into the sun. <laughs> no, it's not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> You're going away for a long time, Johnson. Yes, I know. <laughs> You're, fu you're fired, Johnson. Already packed, sir. <laughs> Did I mention they were alien ducks? <laughs> Security! <laughs> oh, God. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we did it, though. This is fun. <laughs> Anybody out there want to buy it from me? <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Fill it as a green hornet tie-in. <laughs> And that's, a, like, right there, they're standing in the mob, like, at the end, they're standing in the middle of a room full of the mob and alien ducks who want them dead. Hal Jordan's about to freak out, and Plastic Man holds him back by wrapping his arms around him eight billion times. Like, you don't see that. Nobody, nobody has peripheral, peripheral vision. Like, what the... <laughs> they starts a fight with the entire mob for no goddamn reason, because it's over within three panels. So yeah, Green Lantern Plastic Man. Weapons of Mass Deception. <laughs> what does that title have to do with anything, by the way? <laughs> well, the ducks were were uh, making weapons of mass destruction to blow up the Earth, and these everybody was going undercover the whole time for some reason. Well, the ducks were deceiving the Earthlings to build the thing to blow up their own planet. And Hal and Plas were going undercover as mobsters. And also, this was marketed as a good comic, and it wasn't. <laughs> there you go. I was waiting for someone uh, to say it. <laughs> one, actually, one last bit I actually did kind of like was when they're um, Hal and Plastic Man are in like the they're in the uh, they're in the back of a van with the mob for some reason I forget why, and they just start talking about mob movies for four panels. And it goes great, and it, it was just it was just kind of funny. And like Hal's like, "You gotta be kidding me!" This is, this is, this is... wait, wait, they're they're uh they're in the van together. Yeah, they're in the van. Look, <laughs> they at, walk... look at look at Hal. He's wearing all of a sudden he decided to wear green glasses instead of his domino mask. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and then they get out of the van. He's wearing his domino mask again. <laughs> <laughs> God. What else we do? We have anything else to talk about tonight? Oh, you guys are done talking. I think so. Okay, I'll stop playing Farmville. Ah, uh... <laughs> 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 oh, yes. Yeah, no. I think. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I guess we could do one voicemail. Oh my God! I thought you hated oh voicemails. <laughs> okay, I have. I have the most recent one here. You guys have it queued up. All right. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Go. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Adam Umack, a.k.a. Melville's Sis from the Forums. Just wanted to give the old Lantern cast a call and see what's going on with you guys. You know, I probably don't have to ask you guys this, because I know you'll probably be talking about it on the next episode. But um, I was just kind of wondering what your guys' thoughts were, etc., on the new series, Red Lanterns, coming up from uh, DC Comics in 2011. Pretty crazy stuff. You know, Peter Milligan's kind of hit or miss for me, but uh, just wondering what you guys are up to. Uh, hope to see you guys soon at Super Show. And I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Have a good one, guys. Take care. See, we actually already talked about the the Red Lantern Corps book. Did we? Last... Yeah. 
But uh, <laughs> but Chad didn't. <laughs> I should be on more often. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm actually just excited that we got a, a voicemail from Adam. Yeah, we have I've I've really <laughs> fallen out of touch with like a lot of the Legion of Dudes guys. Oh, that's who Adam is. Yeah. What What do you think of the fact that we're getting a Red Lantern ongoing series? Who was it? Milligan, who's writing it? Yeah. I I don't have any exposure to Milligan that I am aware of. I think he played Harry Osborn in the Spider Man movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was he he was Eddie Brock. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Get it right. Uh, <laughs> I I'm excited that we're getting a uh, another Lantern book. Obviously, uh, I think it's a good choice that they picked. I mean, as far as the choices they did have, I think I think they made. A pretty sensible one. There's enough uh, core members to where you can come up with a decent story, and there's enough mystery to help with that. Like you, were, like you were saying, Dan, before that, Indigo doesn't work because it's too mysterious, and that's part of their draw. And pretty much the whole uh, Violet Core is being played out in brightest <laughs> day right now. So, you know, heads or tails on that one. Larflees obviously wouldn't work. It would just be like a comedy one shot every now and then but that's but i think i think it works but at the same time i have i have big fears because i posted a i posted a, a thread at some point i don't remember anymore i post too many now um <laughs> i'm kind of getting green lantern burnout a little bit and it's not that the titles are too much it's just it's that there's too many bad ones i think jeff johns is spreading himself too thin i mean I'm, obviously the red lantern book is going to be written by somebody else but as far as what jeff johns position is within dc i don't i don't know how much he's going to be involved in it i don't know if he's just going to give a basic you know like a, a red lantern bible to milligan and just let him go with it i i really hope that the red lantern uh offshoot does not tie in to any other current ongoing Green Lantern stories. I hope it's its own thing because I'm really, mm. I'm sick of banners. I'm sick of big events. I just want, I, I've never really said this before. I want Tales of the Core. I just want Green Lanterns doing stuff. Mm. You know, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of, I'm sick of you know, cliffhangers that suck. I'm sick of uh, Flash Parallax who, oh <laughs> God, nobody, nobody saw coming. I'm just, I really want it to be its own thing, and I think if it is, it'll be almost like I'm getting a Tales of the Core kind of book. Now, I have to say, um, a Red Lantern Bible, would that be bound in skin like the Necronomicon? Exactly, yes. Okay. It would have to be your skin, though, because you thought of it. Damn it! <laughs> I know, you didn't think of that through, did you? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I you're definitely right about, like, the... I, the way I see it, like, the, the quality of the books right now, the line, is, like, You've, it's very, I don't know, even, kind of, because, like, I don't know if even's the right word, but, like, Green Lantern Corps is pretty bad right now. <laughs> Gr Green Lantern itself is, yeah, okay. And, em ass. and Emerald Warriors is still pretty great. So it's like, it's like they're all where they, they're, they're all very firmly at the level they're at, you know? And I don't know. I I feel like like I'm I'm with you like I want to see just like like I'm interested in this Red Lantern book not for anything to do with the overall direction of the books or the DC universe or anything like I just want some cool Red Lantern stories and of course I expect it to involve other DC characters other space characters other lanterns of different colors every like from time to time just like every other Lantern book does but like that shouldn't be like a primary focus of it or anything, you know? Oh god, I hope it's not like starting out with a six issue mini series about some sort of like quest that Atrocitus has to go on for something. Oh mm. shit. Oh. Yeah, cuz you guys are you guys are right. Like, you know, like a Tales of the Core kind of thing or just like, you know, small adventures. You know, even if they have like Atrocitus going on a quest through six issues and that takes up one third of the book or even half the book, and then the rest of the book, we get, like, you know, a tale of a Red Lantern, you know, story, whatever. Mm. Like, I, I would definitely be into that. Like, just, you know, give us give us something of what we actually want, as opposed to 
you know, okay, well, people are going to read this because it is a tale of, you know, a, a, you know, Green Lantern related tale, but, but really like, you know, come on. It's like, this, this may work for the trade, but we want something that's going to work for us now. Yeah. I do think that they should, they should not skew towards doing the anthology format. Cause I mean, that's ultimately when people say they want like a tales of the core kind of book. That's what I think people are talking about. Like, like basically, like what we got in that Tales of the Core three-part miniseries thing during Black X Night, except not garbage. <laughs> Whereas, but like, I mean, the sad fact is, like, anthologies don't sell that great. Like, even if they're about, even if they're focused on the big, most popular DC property of the time, or one of the most popular at the moment. Like number one would probably sell well because it's number one, but there's always going to be the drop off because okay, it's not a collector's item. Then there's going to be extra drop off because well, I don't want to read an anthology just because that's how just people who buy superhero comics tend to be. I'd but, be cool. I'd, oh, sorry. Okay, no, you go ahead. I was rambling. <laughs> I, I would be okay with, like you said, no anthology. I would be okay with a main story that is just that is that series specific, but like with a backup like, one tale of the core kind of thing. Like, highlighting one of the Red Lanterns and their origin. Speaking of which, you know, I think the beginning of last year, or somewhere around then, they were talking about one of these books is supposedly getting a a backup co-feature before they scrapped that whole initiative. I think it was Green Lantern Core. And they never told us what the co-feature was going to be. Like, do you think it was going to be a Red Lantern thing that they ex- decided to expand outward? Or do you think like they were like what what's in Emerald Warriors now was going to be Green Lantern Corps and what's Green Lantern Corps now might have been what the co feature was going to be kind of thing and they just repositioned everything or like oh wait a second because I was excited about that co feature for a while and then they scrapped it without telling us anything <laughs> wait I mean you may have just hit the nail on the head it may be that. Emerald Warriors was the planned story for Green Lantern Corps. And they said, oh, wait, let's, you know, let's expand it so that we can get another book out of this. So that just got transported over to, you know, Emerald Warrior. And they said, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do for, you know, Green Lantern Corps now? And Tony Bedard came in and said, oh, I'll, I'll come up with something. I don't know. It may I'll not take be a good. shit all over it. <laughs> I'll come up with something. It may not be good, but I'll have something for you. And it'll probably sell because it's Green Lantern related. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this on the forums. I'm going to say it here just because more people hear this than read the forums. For every bad thing we say about Tony Bedard's Green Lantern Corps, I am personally recommending the first trade of his Rebels series. I haven't read past the first trade yet. I cannot speak for how it is now if you go to pick up the newest issue. I can't speak for anything after the first trade. I have the the next two trades sitting on my pile waiting to be read. But that first trade, fantastic. It was the best... I, I even said this on the forums. That was the best DC outer space stuff I have read all year. Last year, not this year. This year just started. <laughs> and uh, it was better than than the John's Green Lantern book was has been. It's bet I'm enjoying it. I enjoy it. Oh, God, I can't speak. It's like I'm chat or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better than the John's Green Lantern has been all year. It's better. I won't say it's better. Well, it's better than Green Lantern Corps was, is now, and was before the jump. And it is more enjoyable than I'm getting out of Emerald Warriors. It's like it's it's just such a good sci-fi space cosmic DC book. Does that first trade like end with a big cliffhanger like oh now you got to read the second trade or does it pretty much wrap up that storyline? Because I'm not if because I've heard bad things about the rest of the series. So I, I don't want to like pick up the trade if I'm like oh shit what happens next? I guess I got to read this pile of garbage in order to just to figure it out. Yeah, it ends if I remember right where it ends, because I read this, like, not super recently, but it, it ends the story they were telling... <clears throat> oh, God, excuse me. <clears throat> it's like your chat or something. I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, it feels all Texas-y in here. Jesus. Um, <laughs> it doesn't end absolutely everything and tie it up with a nice little bow. Like, you can tell, like, okay, they're still going to go forward with this, but 
it it brings it to a nice conclusion for that trade, you know? Like, put it this way. If I read the next two trades they're sitting on my desk and I hate it, I'll still be like, well, at least I read one really good one. You know, I won't feel like, oh, where's the end? That end sucked. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, from what I have seen, I have a feeling that you'll enjoy the second trade as well. <laughs> and then after that, it, it may go downhill. All right, well, I'll let you know. Just like you'll let us know about Starman eventually? Yeah, yeah eventually. You guys want to do one more voicemail? Yes. Oh, Open. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Hi, it. Hi, Jim and guests. I don't know who he has oh, on God. tonight. This is Rob Coffin <laughs> calling to talk about the Green Lantern movie trailer. God. I uh, hear a lot of people complain about uh, this trailer. And it's about 4 o'clock in the morning, so excuse me if I <laughs> sound a little tired. Anyway, everyone is criticizing this movie because they're saying it has like bad effects and uh, stuff like that. But I think they're going to be tooling around with this until the day it comes out. And this is such an effects-heavy movie, I don't think we should be criticizing it until we see the finished product. And the other thing that they're criticizing is when he puts on his costume in front of either his roommate, and, or I thought it was his brother, uh, Hal Jordan's brother. And uh, when he sees it, he goes, I know, right? And everyone's like, oh, that's such a Ryan Reynolds thing to say. That's not a Hal Jordan thing to say. But that's, like, just an arrogant dick thing to say. And that is who Hal Jordan is. And everyone forgets that because ever since the Sinestro Corps War, he's been this brave hero-type character. But before that, he was just kind of an asshole. And I think we need to remember that, that this story took place before he was really this brave hero. Like, he, he still was, but you know what I'm saying. He was more of a kind of an asshole. And we haven't seen that side of him for a very long time because he's been in the trenches for so much of his life. All right, I'm going to get cut off again. So thank you for your time and support of the show. Bye. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the thing with Rob. <laughs> he, he stays up or he'll wake up or something. He, at, at 4 a.m., he'll just he'll just randomly call either us or the Uncanny X cast, and he'll just leave voicemails. He'll just keep doing it. Like the last the last one I heard before this, he called the X cast and said, "Hey guys, it's like 4 a.m. I'm in bed. I just finished watching True Romance, and then made me think of you guys." <laughs> See, see ya, and they hung up. Uh, yeah, we have two other voicemails from him. It looks like. Dude, really? Oh wait, 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 wait! No, no, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know when when Hal Jordan like puts the costume on in front of, uh, and that's that's Tom Kalmaku, uh, the mechanic for Ferris Air- Aircraft. Hal doesn't have <laughs> Hal, Hal doesn't have a brother. That is him. Well, I don't know what I was gonna say. Yeah, he I'm sure he has a brother, but that that guy in the movie is uh, is definitely uh, pie face. Um, yeah, when he says it's like I know, right? That's like that's the kind of thing where it's like somebody doesn't have words, so it's like you're like oh my god, and it's like whoa, it's like oh my yeah I know, right? It's like you know you it's because you know what the other person is is feeling with their their surprise cuz you felt that you know when it first happened to you also so you totally know i don't know i i definitely understood it i i don't think that's arrogance but i mean i i definitely think that we are going to see some of his uh i would say more like chauvinistic side yeah well based on the trailer yeah yeah i think I think the I know right part is just like you were saying. Everybody would say that. You get a Green Lantern ring and you figure out you can fly and make constructs and you're a freaking superhero now. What do yeah. you what do you what do you want me to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus he's an asshole, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Rob just like he, he kind of revels in the fact that Hal's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's just like He's like, you know, people forget that he just he's just an ass. He just he is. We forget it. he's been in space and stuff. He, he sees an ass. He's Come a on. dick. <laughs> uh, God. Are, is... you gonna, are you going to do the monologue from from uh, Team America now? <laughs> Have you seen Team America World Police the movie? The South yeah, Park guys made it. Yes. 
you have? Yeah. Do you remember the uh, monologue from it? No. I heard something about a dirty puppet scene, but I never saw it. <laughs> That's the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the production of uh, Green Lantern having to wait for it and the trailer was released early. Hey, Rob, the, the question 115. I only remember that because I listened to an old episode where he Rob was first on. <laughs> if you you've heard the... that. You've heard that like eight times by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you were on the forums more, we've already discussed this. Ooh. Snap. <laughs> Sick burn. Where do we have to donate to get Rob to be on the forum? <laughs> <laughs> Kickstarter.com. Oh. God. No, but I, I, I mean, ser- seriously, it. The fact that they released that trailer a full six, seven months before the movie comes out, I mean, what do you expect, people? It's not going to be a finished product. If it was a finished product, by the time that trailer was released, we wouldn't get it in June. We'd get it in, like, April. You shouldn't expect much from a a movie trailer that far in advance. The very first trailer you see, that's probably not the best representation of the movie. I didn't think the effects were that bad. Eh, I mean, they weren't bad, they're just not where I want them to be, you know? Like, they could definitely be better. And that was, like, kind of my, my initial reaction to it. Like, oh, that wasn't bad, but it could be better. My only my only issue with the, the trailer is I'm concerned about how Blake Lively will portray Carol Ferris. Yeah. But then again, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest, we really only saw her for, like, five seconds total. Or less. Yeah. She says five yeah. words, basically. Yeah, they could, based on... And again, it's just the trailer. It's just like five seconds or less that's cut completely out of context, completely from wherever in the movie. It might work fine. But just based on that trailer, I would be okay if they wanted to swap her out for one of those puppets from Team America World Police. (laughs) Yeah, if, if her entire acting is like the way it is in that trailer, then... I would be perfectly happy if they do the Austin Powers thing where in the second movie she turns out to be a Manhunter robot. <laughs> I say we bring in Megan Fox. She I, makes all superhero movies better. I, what? What? <laughs> Never mind. I'm being I'm being sarcastic. What? She's, she's a, Megan Fox was part of the Craptacular Transformers movies. She was part of Jonah Hex. Is that all the ones she made terrible, or is there more? <laughs> she was in that, oh, not superhero movies, but she was in that uh, Jennifer's Blood movie or whatever. Jennifer's, Jennifer's Body. Body. Yeah. I didn't see that, but I saw a clip of, like, an interview with her, and without even being prompted to have to kind of talk about it like this, she was just like, yeah, no, it's, it's, they, they, they asked her something like, so the movie's coming out soon. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, and it's, you know, it's not as bad it's not that bad you know <laughs> it's like she, she realizes how bad it is she's <laughs> like she's doing preemptive damage control god i i think megan fox is definitely an attractive woman but at the same time her attitude every time i've seen an interview or something with her it doesn't it doesn't matter to me how hot you are if you have an attitude like that i want nothing to do with you she has a very unattractive attitude yeah we should probably end this before yeah, let's, we keep yeah. evolving into the conversation like this. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So if if uh if you wanna email us, that's lanterncast at gmail dot com. Or you can email us individually at Jim, Dan, Chad, Jason, James, Lenny, Phil. <laughs> Who do how many people do we have? I don't know. Lauren, whatever, at lanterncast.com. <laughs> Our voicemail number is 206-202-1159. Hopefully, I think we're recording this a week or two in advance. It might be different. <laughs> um, uh, we have a Facebook page at facebook.com. It's a little site you might not have heard of. Uh, go to thecomicforums.com for our forums about comics and such. Some good people there. We like them. We keep them around. We don't ban all of them immediately. They're good. They're nice. Chad's on the way out, though. We have a vacancy. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to use this episode to poke fun at Jim, not me. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's all of our stuff. Um, oh, the, the Larflees Report has a Facebook page. I'm up to like 25, 30, something like that. 
Really? We stopped counting after a thousand. So. <laughs> I'm a like terrible me. person. Um, what you call it? Uh, we we have a brand new gallery page. Yes, we do. Oh, yes, yes, we do. Still waiting on Dan stuff, but you know. You know what? You didn't give me any specs. All right, so you got what you got. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to fix that tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked Chad for for pictures. He sends him like all perfect. File size, names, perfect, everything perfect. I asked you, you sent it to me in like this archaic format <laughs> that needs to be like converted through like seven filters first. And they're all like these cryptic names like Green Lantern 1 and Green Lantern 2. How will you ever decipher that? Um, <laughs> God, you know what? What in our two years of friendship has led you to believe I have any sort of insight or knowledge in the area of what you need to put something on a website. It's very true. It's very true. I, I thought you lacked knowledge and insight in general. Wow. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I I don't care how bad and rude that was. I, I got even. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. You come up to New York, we're going <laughs> to abandon you in the middle of the city. We'll take your phone and your money. And be like, okay, bye, Chad. And then we'll just run off in different directions so you can't well, follow well, all of us. Well, you didn't hear what we edited out of the episode where I talked about New York City. So I won't be alone in New York City, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jim well, that's, talking. yeah, yeah, that's that's it for now, folks. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have a winner for that 10th core uh, either announced before this episode goes up or very soon. Oh, yeah, and congratulations to Meg for winning John's contest. Yes, congratulations to Meg. I think that's it? Yep. Okay. Night. 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 Night.